0: I'm Damian Bolwa, today on Fifth and Mission, another big setback for the Oakland Police Department. Chief LaRon Armstrong has been placed on leave after less than two years on the job, this after a scathing report on his handling of officer misconduct investigations. And Armstrong is now firing back, as he seeks to keep his job amid a surge of gun violence in the city. The roots of this story go back two decades. That's when a group of officers known as the Riders were accused of imposing vigilante justice in West Oakland. Lawsuits brought by victims of the Riders led to the department being placed under federal court oversight, forced to reform itself and curb abuses by its officers. All these years later, Oakland has made progress on those reforms. Last year, the police force entered what's known as a sustainability period to prove it can move beyond that oversight. But these new revelations are a big setback. And now, Chief Armstrong is on the ropes. My guests have been following this saga, their Chronicle reporters, Sarah Ravani and Joshua Sharp. Sarah and Josh, thanks for joining me. Hey,
1: how you doing?
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Sarah, I wanna start with you. Tell me about the report that was recently made public, who conducted it, and what did it reveal?
2: The report was done by an outside San Francisco-based law firm. And it was commissioned by former Mayor Libby Schaff and her administration. And the report revealed that OPD has systemic deficiencies in its handling of internal investigations. And they found that based on two misconduct cases from 2021 to 2022. It also found that Chief Armstrong violated department policy because he didn't review evidence from the two incidents before closing the investigation. The whole thing just raises a lot of questions for the department in its attempt to build trust with the community and a lot of concerns for community members and elected officials.
0: I know we're going to get into the details of this case, but Josh, this is the entire thing that the monitoring of the Oakland Police Department is about, right?
1: Yeah, this whole thing goes back to this question of whether or not the Oakland Police Department is uh, credible enough to police itself. And this new scandal calls that into question again, uh, according to the plaintiff's attorneys who have been uh, pushing the city to get better for over 20 years now.
0: Yeah, I mean, they have to track their officers. They have to show they can discipline their officers. They can keep them in line. So Sarah, the report's findings sparked immediate action from the new mayor, Shang Tao, who just took office. What happened?
2: So a day after the report came out, Mayor Tao immediately placed police chief, Lauren Armstrong, on paid administrative leave. She's come out and said that it's not punitive action, but that this is her way of establishing police accountability from the officer level all the way up to the chief level. She said she hasn't decided whether she will fire him or not. There's still a bigger investigation that needs to be done. And until that happens, um, she will not make a decision.
0: And Josh, what does this say about Mayor Sheng Tao, obviously she's dealing with a a homicide rate that everybody's concerned about. What do we know about uh, what this says about her and her leadership?
1: So it says that she's trying to make good on the promises that she made related to public safety and police accountability during the campaign. You know, she um, walked a bit of a tightrope between police accountability, police reforms, and getting more officers on the street to ease people's minds as uh, crime does spike in some areas of the city. And what this says to me is that she wants to get out in front of this and, in an abundance of caution, be able to say that she did what she could in the moment.
0: All right, Sarah, let's dig a little deeper into these particular police misconduct cases. Tell us about those. Who was involved?
2: So one of the misconduct cases is from 2021, in which an Oakland police sergeant was driving in the parking garage of his apartment complex in San Francisco. There was an Oakland police officer in the passenger seat, and he crashed into a parked car. Um, It ripped off the bumper of the parked car. Neither the sergeant nor the police officer got out of their vehicles, and instead they drove away after a couple of seconds. The sergeant and the officer did not report the incident to the department, and they did not make a police report in San Francisco. The city and the police department only found out about it a few months later after an insurance claim was filed um, because the sergeant was driving an OPD-issued vehicle. About a year later, that same police sergeant uh, accidentally fired his gun in an elevator at the department's headquarters. And instead of reporting it, he threw the evidence, so the bullet, over the Bay Bridge as he was driving home.
0: Josh, we know that things like this do happen. We've seen them in police departments before. Why is the chief under fire?
1: So the chief in this particular case is under fire, according to uh, Mayor Shang Tao and the city administrator, because the report suggests that he could have been negligent by signing off on these investigations without reviewing all the underlying documents. And the argument is, had he reviewed these underlying documents, he would have discovered the uh, falsehoods that were in the reports.
0: So these reports were not indicative of what actually happened in these cases?
1: That is what the law firm is, is alleging. The law firm says that the captain over Internal Affairs, who at the time was a man named Wilson Lau, he's since resigned from the department. The law firm says that Captain Lau directed an investigator to basically tone down his findings and make it seem like the sergeant's behavior had not been as bad as it had and had not been criminal, and also that the sergeant and officer had been credible and truthful during the investigation.
0: So we're talking about this. It's a specific case, Sarah, but it's like here we go again, uh, as you and I have covered the East Bay over the years. I mean, OPD over and over again has run into trouble, and often when they're trying to get out from under this this oversight regime that has cost the city millions of dollars. I mean, how should people respond to this? They've seen this time and time again.
2: Well, you're right, Damien. The department has been through nearly a dozen chiefs in the last dozen or so years, Each time it seems like it's going to come out of federal oversight, there's another scandal that sets it back. You know, in 2016, we saw the sex scandal with Celeste Guap. Then we saw the Instagram scandal not that long ago. And now here we are again, another scandal, mishandling of internal affairs. The department was supposed to come out of federal oversight at the end of May, but now it looks like their sustainability period or their probationary period will be extended again.
0: All right. I want to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask you both about Chief Armstrong's response to all this and trying to keep his job. We'll be right back after this.
2: You're listening to Fifth Admission. You can support the newsroom that creates this podcast by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com pod, or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app.
0: Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bolwa, joined by Chronicle reporters Sarah Ravani. She covers the city of Oakland and the East Bay, and Josh Sharp. He covers policing and the police reform movement in recent years. So, Chief Armstrong, Sarah, he went on leave, paid leave, but he did not go quietly. He's made some statements. What's he saying?
2: So he held a press conference on Monday, you know, just a couple days after being placed on leave, saying that there are inaccuracies and falsehoods in this report that's come out. He did not specify what those inaccuracies are. Um, He also shifted blame to the court monitor, Robert Warshaw saying that he's being scapegoated and that Warshaw wants to keep his contract with the city, does not want the department to come out from federal oversight. You know, this is an argument that we have seen before with police chiefs in the past. Chief Ann Kirkpatrick, who uh, was the chief of the police department before Armstrong and was fired by the police commission and Libby Schaff, has made that same argument that OPD will never be able to come under federal oversight under this particular monitor because he just wants to extend his contract with the city. Um, Kirkpatrick ultimately sued the city for her termination and won the case.
0: All right, just to be clear, Sarah, so Robert Warsha is the monitor. He works for the court. He monitors whether they have completed these reforms. And the argument is that because he is paid for his time, he wants to keep it going?
2: That is the argument, Yes.
0: And has he ever responded to that?
2: He has never responded to that. I actually reached out to him for comment, but um, no success.
0: (laughs) Josh, often in a situation like this where a police chief is put on leave, that just means that they're negotiating the exit. But we're not through with this. What happens next? What did Chief Armstrong uh, say about his plans to keep the
1: job? So Chief Armstrong has made clear uh, by holding two rallies in two days that he's going to keep the public pressure campaign on to try to get his job back as soon as possible. It seems like he has uh, a lot of people lining up behind him as well. It ultimately depends on how long this all plays out, how long his suspension is. You know, the mayor says that she needs to review more evidence. It takes time. She's only been off in an office less than a month. Um, so who really knows how long this will last? But it's certainly something to keep an eye on.
0: And does the chief have support? How was he regarded before this latest development?
1: So the chief was popular um, in many circles. Tuesday, he attended a rally that was organized by the Oakland chapter of the NAACP. The president of that organization, Cynthia Adams, has said that she's fully behind him. She's reviewed all of the evidence uh, that is publicly available. There were other organizations there, and Chief Armstrong was there pleading his case.
2: You know, on Monday, when uh, Armstrong held his press conference, uh, you know, Sam Singer, who is a very notable Bay Area crisis consultant, organized it for him. Uh, Singer also represented Kirkpatrick, so Armstrong's predecessor. And Armstrong was joined at that presser by his by his lawyer. So he's he's lawyered up.
1: All right. So what do we
0: expect next? What should people be watching for?
1: I think people need to watch for early April. Judge uh, William Orrick ordered the city to come up with a plan to come into compliance. And basically, the judge said, show me by April 4th how you're going to make it okay to end federal oversight. Uh, So the city is going to be rushing to get that done. And we will uh, be waiting to see what it says, of course.
0: And then for the city, Sarah, I mean, what does this mean for the mayor and for an Oakland that wants to be safer and have a police department that the community can trust
2: i think this is one of the first big political challenges that mayor Tao is going to have to contend with um she has this police chief that has notable and widespread support from the community She has also committed to police accountability. So what that looks like, you know, is it this? Is it something more? We'll we'll see. And so how she kind of balances all that together is definitely something to keep an eye on.
0: Sarah and Josh, thank you so much. Thanks, Damien. Thank you. Thanks to my guests today. They're Chronicle reporters, Sarah Ravani and Joshua Sharp. Thanks to Francesca Fenzi for producing this episode. And thank you for listening.